So, okay, those are the false refugees symbolised by the king and his entourage on one side of the river in Tibet. But can anyone guess what the true refugees might be? should be fairly obvious by now. (laughs) Yep, it's the three jewels. The Buddha, the ideal of enlightenment, our human potential. It's the Dharma or the path and the teachings of Buddhism. And it's the Sangha. Now, the Sangha in this particular sense in terms of people who have achieved spiritual insight. I'm not going to, obviously, we don't actually have time for me to go. I could, it's a whole talk in itself about the true refugees and why the three jewels are true refugees. And I can't tell you about them in a way because you've got to look for yourself. But what I can say is that the spiritual life, which is the three jewels, they can't get taken away from you. They even last through death. You can even carry your momentum of your spiritual life through death. They're infinitely broad. They encompass all of you, the hermit and the bodhisattva, the spiritual hero and the spiritual renunciant. And okay, we've got all sorts of negative emotions, things we need to integrate. Well, they're just energy. They're just energy and you bring them on the path to the Dharma. You can integrate that energy. It's just infinitely broad. It's infinitely deep. The spiritual life is infinitely deep. Even enlightenment doesn't take you to the end of the spiritual life. Even with enlightenment, there's further to go. And it's beautiful. There's something about the spiritual life which is beautiful. It's aesthetically pleasing. It's complete in itself. Although I do have to say, we do have to keep this going. And it is important, you know, spiritual life can feel sometimes a little dry. So it is important that you cultivate the aspects of the spiritual life that you enjoy. Puja, ritual, studying, whatever it is for you that you really enjoy, meditation then do develop that and cultivate that because otherwise you won't go for refuge to the spiritual life because it isn't interesting enough. So Pamasamba is basically saying, he says, I won't look for security in all those false trappings. I won't look for security in your entourage. I won't bow down to those false refuges because I have something so much greater. I have a refuge that really does it for me. I have something that is permanent infinitely broad, infinitely deep and infinitely beautiful. You king and your entourage, sexual relationships, career, money, possessions, they're nothing, they're nothing compared to what I have and I will not bow down to them. So it's quite something of Padmasambhava to say. He's saying there's only one master for Padmasambhava and that's the spiritual life. No one else is going to be his master. No one else is going to take control of him. And I think it's quite sobering we have to bring this to mind because I think as Westerners we have a tendency to think we can have it all. You know, I can have a really great career, really nice house, really nice car, I can have a really nice sexual partner and a really nice spiritual life. And uh, and I'll have it all set up for me just as the way I like it. Well, in some senses you can, in some senses you can. In themselves, career, sexual partners, money and possessions, they're all okay. But actually, if you make gods out of those things, it's going to lead to a lot of suffering because they are not up to the job. So that's one thing. You'll end up being disappointed. And I've, I've said this before, I'll say this. When Sangrach came here from the opening and he was asking me about why people didn't want to work in Buddhist businesses anymore. And I said, well, you know, people need more security. They want more security in their life than they feel that Buddhist businesses can offer them. And he said, ah, they want security, but they will never find it. 
And I was kind of a bit taken aback at that. And I thought, well, you know, I think I can buy myself security. But you see, what you don't realise is, well, just on a certain level, we're living at a time that's been the most peaceful in the whole of human history. You don't realise this because of television, but actually there's less wars now than there ever has been. We think that actually this is what it's going to be like forever. We think that terrorist bombings only happen in London, but they won't come up. Why would they come to Sheffield? Why would they come to Sheffield Buddhist Centre? But, you know, listen to history. There's been millions of people in history who thought exactly the same things as us. What did the Jewish families in Germany think before the Second World War? You know, they had their jobs, they had their big houses. And um, they thought, well, that's it, you know, send my children to good school, send my children to university. And it went like that in an instant. Suddenly they were carted off to refugee camps. Suddenly they were carted off to be gassed in chambers. You know, people have been doing this for centuries. Palestinians, you know, university lecturers, family house that's been there for generations and generations. And then there's a war and then there's suddenly a refugee in Jordan. So I think you've got to be a bit more aware of history. You can't have it all. And you can't have it all staying the same for the rest of your life. People get ill, and they get ill quickly, and young people get ill. So in terms of Buddhist terminology, we need to go forth from some of our false refuges. We can't see them as gods anymore. We can't let them rule us. We can't see them as kings, because they're not up to the job, those false refuges.